0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy here. Sorry for the delayed absence, the extended weekend, whatever you want to call it. Man, I was just, uh, i you know, I forgot to inform you guys last week, though, man. I, uh, I just, I got totally lucky on Thursday, seriously. They did an ultrasound on my wife, like the millionth one, you know. And then just like in a miracle, they were like, hey, well, everything looks okay, you're good to go. So, they let my wife go, just out of nowhere. And, um, so, we're really excited and we're happy about it. I got to spend an entire weekend, like, with my wife as a family, you know, like, everybody at the house, and we did normal stuff, like, grocery shopping, and sitting around and watching movies and cooking dinner and shit, and just, man, you really just take that shit for granted. Because, man, it was, oh, it was so nice, just to sit around and just do regular family shit God it was so nice. Um, but the only problem is is that we're like super skeptical that we're afraid that her doctors got it wrong because her, um, her condition, whatever they, the thing that they have diagnosed her with, only occurs in .04% of pregnancies per year. So it, I mean, that that breaks down to like a really like fucked up number, you know, like a really really small amount of people. But like, like, but you understand though, zero point zero four. So that's not point four, that's not four, that's zero, decimal point, zero in the tenths and a four in the hundredths place. I mean, it it just it's super rare. And honestly, because of that rarity, that's the only reason that we're afraid that they've got it wrong. And I mean, the condition that my wife has, not only does it put the baby at risk, but it puts her life at risk as well. If if this thing were to go south. And um, so my so we're gonna go to the doctor again tomorrow because it's you know it's President's Day and and nothing you know, it functions on President's Day. Um, We're going to go to the doctor tomorrow And voice our opinions And I'm just really worried that based off that They're going to put her back in the hospital And you know I mean It it sucks because I hate to go without her But damn it man If it's the right thing to do It's the right thing to do And we just got to kind of tough it out And that's shitty It really does blow ass But we got to keep this kid safe Got to keep my wife safe you know, that's really what it comes down to. So that's what we're looking at so far. You know, it's it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it is what it is. But, you know, to be continued, we'll see what, what happens there. So far, everybody is okay, and we'll hope that that hangs on and that we can just, you know, continue to move forward and make progress and get this kid out of there. You know what I'm saying? But, how about that All-Star Weekend? Anybody check out that All-Star Weekend? I, uh, so, to full transparency, I missed almost all of, what, there was some stuff Friday, right? That was like the, um, that was the Rising Stars game was on Friday. I missed all of Friday. Saturday, I missed the Skills Challenge and the three-point shootout. And all I caught was I got most of the dunk contest, bits and pieces of it. Now first of all, shout out to Bam for getting that skills challenge in. How crazy is it? I feel like they're putting more they're putting more big men in the skills challenge than like they used to. Like when it first came out, when the skills challenge first hit the scene, I feel like it was mostly just a lot of guards. Maybe you'd get like the occasional forward, you know? But now they're just putting like straight up big men in it. Like, Carl Anthony Towns has won the skill, Skills Challenge. Bam has won the Skills Challenge. I feel like maybe Anthony Davis has won the Skills Challenge also. But I really don't... I don't remember. Maybe not. Maybe not. But anyway, regardless of that, with that being said... I gotta say, man... The dunk contest was really disappointing. And I'm not saying this as a person who thinks that uh, Aaron. Oh shit, Aaron Gordon should have won. But I mean, he should. But I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that it was lame because I'm saying that Aaron Gordon should have won. I'm saying it was lame just because overall the judging is just so bad. It is, man. It's just no good. They're giving. You know, Aaron Gordon is has the the is leading the leading the game in the number of 50 point dunks he's had in the dunk contest. Okay, now with that being said, these judges, man, they're giving they're giving 50 points out to these, I mean, the pedestrian dunks that Vince Carter they're doing stuff that Vince Carter used to do in game doing stuff that Kobe Bryant used to do in game, you know I mean, Paul George has done windmill 360's in game and these guys are doing windmill 360's and they're like you know, getting 50 points acting like yeah, nobody's going to be able to do anything better than this and the stuff that actually is legendary dunks, the stuff that actually is like, holy shit worthy they're not even really giving the props to. Aaron Gordon jumped over a guy that's seven foot five. And regardless of the fact that Taco Fall did lean he did, you know, lean his head over. Still, man. He's jumping he jumped. He put his nutsack over something that is taller than he is, alright? What is Aaron Gordon? Is like six nine or six ten? I guarantee you where the back of Taco Falls' head was when he had leaned over, I guarantee you that that was, that was at least that tall, if not taller. I mean, and, and it, he gets like a 47 for that. Oh, it's just total bullshit. Total fuckery. He got screwed. On that one dunk, at least. Derrick Jones Jr. had some great dunks. Make, make no mistake about it. He really did. Stuff we haven't seen before... I mean, not so much, but I mean, come on, you've been doing the dunk contest for, I mean, years, years, it's been going on for, you know, 30, almost 40 years or something like that, no, it's been going on for like 40 years, I think, more than that, maybe, you've been having a dunk contest that long, how many new things are you going to be able to do, you know what I'm saying? I still think that maybe that dunk contest between Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, that might be the best one ever. I mean, golly, that was amazing. Those guys are a couple of outrageous high flyers. You know? I mean, jumping from the free throw line and, uh, oh my gosh, just slamming it hard as shit, too. That's the other thing. I mean, jamming it home. And then last night, Here's the so last night was the All-Star game, and I'm gonna be honest with you. So the All-Star game, you can tell these guys are having fun. You know. They're playing zero transitional defense. And, you know, mediocre mediocre defense once they cross the half-court line at best. But man it just really reminds me of the amount of defense that they actually play in game that's the problem with the nba now is that n- there nobody plays defense defense is so bad in the nba that's why everybody's that's why they score like 120 a night because these guys are already automatic when you make it to the pros that you you're already just banging everything you know what i'm saying i mean these guys like seriously when you look at Shot percentage in the NBA versus versus college is is broken up so much so so crazier. I mean, you take a 30% shooter in the in the NCAA and you put them in the league. If they're not a 40% shooter, like three years in, like they're not a good shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like Devin Booker, guys like Devin Booker, Jamal Murray. Like you know, legendary like college sharpshooters, if they're not shooting 40% when they get into the league, you know you're considering you're not considering them to be a, a great shooter. Buddy healed, you know stuff like that. Those Trey Young, those kind of players, if they're not banging them in like that, then I mean you're disappointed in them, in all honesty. But it's just crazy because these guys are already hitting everything. You know, they never miss. But there's no defense played. You see these plays where these guys just run, drive through the lane. They run through the lane and everybody just stands there. People are backing away from the basket. Nobody is, Nobody's getting, like, nobody's following their shot for, for quality rebounds. That's the thing. When I was a kid, man, playing basketball, that, that was, like, one of the number one things they always said was follow your shot. You can generally tell when it's going to go in. And every now and then you might get surprised. It might rattle rattle in and out. But one thing that they always told us was, follow your shot. And nobody follows their shot, especially in the NBA. People don't follow their shot in college basketball, and it annoys me enough, but nobody follows their shot in the NBA. You know, guys like Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry... Those guys are already our, our big three-point shooters. You know, Steph Curry, greatest three-point shooter of all time. Pulling up from everywhere and just watch, just, you know, let it go. It's on somebody else now. You know, never mind the fact that I'm going to jack up 60 of these in a night. And if I make half of them... That's awesome. My three point percentage is great, but all those mischance opportunities, those thirty other baskets that are going to the other team or that your other your guys are getting maybe maybe uh, you know, fighting for a rebound on or something you know, whatever, whatever it is. I'm not gonna say it's selfish ball because at the end of the day, you know, if the you jack if you hit thirty threes or whatever the hell it is, you know, not obviously not thirty, but you know what I'm saying. You jack up a million threes and you only hit half of them. That's still a big contribution. But then at the same time, man, I mean still. You got to think about it like what is this doing for the rest of the team? You know, it's killing your efficiency as a team. You know, you're making your team work harder because you're not getting you're not getting a good offensive set. You're not distributing the ball. You know, you're real, you're not playing smart, really. Granted, you're the best three-point shooter in the world, so maybe the smart play is to jack one up. I just I don't necessarily think that that's all you have to go for. You know, I mean I don't know. I'm an idiot. What do I know? I don't. You know, I haven't played basketball since middle school, so I'm, not, I'm no expert. I'm just saying though, You guys play no defense. And I think that's a rampant problem in the NBA. And that's why it's such a big deal when a guy like Kawhi Leonard steps up, who is a lockdown defender, and these guys don't know what to do with him. I mean, everybody says, you know, LeBron James is is the best player. He's the best because he can guard every player on the court. And it's true, he can. But when everybody else is used to no defense getting played against him, a minor disruption, like somebody just standing in front of you, is is good enough. And then when you get a guy who's a real defender, like Kawhi Leonard, who who plays just ruthless defense, the guy is cloaked on you like you're wearing a fucking blanket, and you can't do shit. He's smothering you from the time you cross half court, or even sometimes you're playing a full court press and you can't get a break from him. Somebody like that causes a real problem. You don't know what to do. And then we're flopping and we're drawing the foul. And maybe that's why defense has gotten so bad in the NBA is because flopping is still such a problem. You know, they put that rule in where, you know, if you're going to flop, you get fined, and, and everybody still flops and nobody's getting fined. And I can't remember who said it. Somebody that I don't particularly care for, I think. Oh, Brandon Ingram, he's the one who said they need to raise the fine for flopping. And they do. They really do. I guarantee you if these guys were paying 10 grand for a flop, for a, for a false foul, because some of it's like drawing the foul is a big deal. And everybody used to say, oh, Michael Jordan and all those guys. Michael Jordan and, and Dennis Rodman and uh, all the, you know, Sean Kemp, all the legendary players from the 80s and the 90s, those guys all used to do it too. Yeah man, but draw, drawing the foul is a lot different is a lot different than no contact being made and you're you're throwing yourself like James Harden. You know what I'm saying? I mean James Harden is the king of flopping. And that's what Brandon Ingram's biggest problem is he can't get a playoff because every time you brush by somebody in a basketball game, they're falling on the fucking ground, offensive or defensive. It's just a joke. And it's made defense terrible in the league. Which has made it not fun to watch. The only time it's fun to watch is in, is in the playoffs. And in the playoffs, it gets worse up until the finals. And then in the finals is when the refs actually want to let somebody play. So. This also just goes into the fact that officiating these days is terrible on every level. So. It's a tough job, don't get me wrong, could I, could I honestly do it better than some of those guys? No, probably not, but then at the same time, I'm not getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it. If somebody was paying me a hundred grand to call an NBA game, I guarantee you I'd, I would fucking hit the books hard as shit and do everything I could in my power to get the play right. And it's like some of these guys are just making these just egregious miscalls. calls, I mean, just not even trying. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm no expert. I'm just saying. But alright guys, that's really all I got for this morning. I just wanted to touch base with everybody. Again, I apologize for the extendo weekendo. And I'll let everybody know you know, what happens. I'll keep you up to date. I'll let you know what's going on with my family. Because it's important. we got to stay connected. you got to let me know how I'm doing. So I need you to keep tuning in. And thank you for tuning in. And of course, as always... Any thoughts, comments, feedbacks, suggestions, questions? I'll I'll take them all. I'll field them all. I want to get better at this. I want to be better at this. I want to be better for you. It's my turn signal, by the way. I apologize for that. So anyway, thank you guys again for listening. Appreciate you. And you already know what it is. Peace.